Hello and welcome everyone to the Reader Copy Podcast, a comic podcast about comic books. It is Wednesday, February the 3rd, 2020, 2021, right? It's 2021. Okay, you're forgetting the day sometimes and now you're forgetting the entire year. (laughs) Yeah, why do I still want to be in 2020? I don't know why. Uh, my name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel. Hey, welcome everyone to the podcast on this beautiful hump day. Thanks for joining us. Do you remember in school, uh, you just you could just write your first name and your teacher knew who that was? I guess so. Is that paper. true? You could just like, I could just put like, Chris, room seven, and she knew already. Okay, I guess. I don't, why do you <laughs> bring that up? Because uh, I'm forgetting like the year now. Like back then, like I, I barely had to write anything and the teacher just knew. Oh, you're saying put the work on other people, make them remember the year. Yeah. <laughs> you know what year it is. You know the deal. Um, How has your year been going so far? Uh, it's okay. I mean, we're still in this whole midst of this whole thing going on. You know what the deal is. But mm. the uh, end of the tunnel is coming up soon. So I, I like that. I think uh, good news coming up, but who knows? Um, if you don't know, we live in California. And since like early December, we've been in like, shut down again yeah nothing was opened except for essentials and we finally just this week lifted that so like you could eat outdoors again and like salons and stuff are open again finally oh yeah i got a haircut that's a huge load <laughs> off my shoulders like literally <laughs> i could just see that like i just feel, felt like 10 pounds lighter as i got up off the salon chair and just was like thank you you know <laughs> Do you feel safe getting haircuts? I feel safe, yeah. They have the door open the whole time while I'm getting the haircut. Um, okay. So I like that. And they have me wear the mask the whole time, even when if they right. get behind my ears, I'm still wearing the mask. So I feel safe. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've been giving myself my own haircuts. That's so. right. Yeah. I think I think it's not bad. You're a it, regular Instagram barber. <laughs> I think uh, it's okay for uh, audio-only podcasts. <laughs> You get the haircut for audio, yeah. (laughs) All right, if you're uh, new to the show, thank you for tuning in. Daniel, why don't you explain how the show works? Yeah, here at Reader Copy Podcast, we split it up into three groups. First up, we'll give you the comic book news, update you guys on everything comics. Kind of a, a lot of different stuff this week. In the middle, we'll talk about a comic book. This week, we're doing Archie. Um... A really one of my favorite comics. It's really fun. Uh, it's not superheroes. It's not action. It's teen melodrama. I enjoy that. And then at the end, we will get into our side stories where we'll talk about uh, what we've been doing all week, pretty much. All right. Well, let's not waste any more time. Let's get into the news. The long-awaited Sandman series is in full swing now, and Netflix has divulged the cast over on uh, Variety, and uh, it looks like a stellar cast. Why don't you uh, go ahead and explain who these people are? Yeah, so we've known uh, about this guy, Tom Sturridge, is playing Dream, is playing Lord Morpheus. We've known that for a while now. He's kind of a, a newer face, don't know him that well, but he looks like he fits the part. Uh, mm-hmm. We got uh, Vivian Achipong, uh, another new face I'm not familiar with. She's playing Lucian, um, who is the librarian of the Dreaming, and she looks like she's a smart individual, which is kind of what you need for a librarian. I think that fits. Okay. Now, oh, some of these names we're more familiar with. Charles Dance is playing Roderick Burgess, which is... If you've uh, listened to a podcast, listen back to the first volume. And uh, if you've read the first issue, you learn about this like kind of evil, decrepit like mm-hmm. sorcerer. And that yeah. screams Charles Dance, I think. I think that's great casting. <laughs> if you don't know who that is, that's um, 
Daddy Lannister from mm-hmm. <laughs> Game of Thrones. He looks like he a always old pays dude. his debts. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I, he can seems like he's he can play conniving and very old, which is what we need for that role. Yes, he can play old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got Boyd Holbrook, who's playing the Corinthian. Um, yeah, he's hunting the Wolverine. Exactly, it's that dude. Uh, <laughs> what else was in? He's also in Narcos, right? The first show, right? Yeah, right? first season. Yeah, that's where I know him from. And the Corinthian is this uh, sunglasses wearing nightmare. Like he's literally a nightmare, right? He's made. He's like a bad dream, but he's escaped the dreaming. So, I, okay, uh, cool. Kind of an evil shade of that. I think Boyd Holbrook is a good fit. Asim right. Chaudhry uh, is playing Abel, right? And mm-hmm. Sanjeev Bukshar is playing Cain. So Cain and Abel, they're in the Sandman story and yep. also in the Bible. I think I've heard that they're in there too, oh. right? Okay. Yeah. I've, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so those characters, right? They're like uh, uh, this really mean jerky brother and then the victim um, pushover brother. Sounds like someone I've heard of before, uh, maybe on this podcast. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. But uh, I know the Abel character, that actor, I mean. Um, he was on this comedic show, uh, People Just Do Nothing. It's this English show. It's, Never heard of it. It's kind of funny. It's pretty funny. I, it's really stupid characters on that show. He's kind of a huckster, kind of pathetic guy. And that fits okay. for who he's trying to play. Uh, and he's hilarious. So I wonder if I'm going to make a comedic that role. Sure. Um, we also got Gwendolyn Christie is playing uh, Lucy, Lucifer herself, mm-hmm. ruler of hell. If you don't. That's great. That's, that's, I think that's good casting. She is, of course, yeah. Brienne of Tarnath from Game of Thrones. So yep. uh, I think it's good casting. It's a surprise for me, but I think it totally works. Yeah, I think it totally works. I like it. Um, reminds me of. Um, do you remember. <sighs> Constantine, the movie with Keanu. Yes. Yeah. And what's her name played the angel? Um, <laughs> Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Oh, dang it. It's head on the tip of my yeah. tongue. Who did she play? Like Michael, the angel? Yeah. Some type of like yeah. uh, angel, right? This kind of yeah. on the darker reminds side. Me, reminds me a little bit of that, except it's Gwendolyn Christie playing like the devil. <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, they're going a different approach, you know, a veer left from the Lucifer TV show. So I think it's a good, good yeah. move. And you just yeah, so far, like the whole cast looks great. Uh, I'm eager to see how they're gonna adapt this to like an actual series. Like the the comic book is so great. Like it seems like it's a big undertaking to get this on screen. Yeah, I mean, I think the casting is so far really good. And you did mention Constantine just a second ago. There's one mm-hmm. more actor on the cast, Taron Egerton. Um, yeah, we don't know necessarily who he's playing yet, but again, Taron did play Constantine in the Sandman Audible audiobook, and he did a great job on that. He, um, he's got to be Constantine. I don't see any other character he's going to play. I agree. Yeah, and he just did such a good job. Uh, and also, that's kind of a different approach too, you know, with him playing that role. Yeah. I guess it totally fits. He just doesn't look the part necessarily, but I think oh, he's playing work. Elton John. Breaking news: He's playing Elton John in Sandman. I love. That. He's playing Eddie the Eagle, <laughs> the, the skier. <laughs> yeah, I, he's got to be playing Constantine, and I think it, it totally fits. It does totally fit. I think uh, he did such a good job in the Audible uh, role. So I I don't know why they are holding back the, the name of the character, but that totally works. Yeah. So I hope we get to see more of what Sandman has to offer pretty soon. Um, I know they just announced the cast, so filming should start, I'm guessing, um, sometime early this year. 
originally this was supposed to come out like in 2019 and we know like delays happen and then the virus happened yeah yeah pandemic so i'm expecting maybe we get this towards the end of the year or early next year but like i'm excited for it i want to see how they can adapt this Uh, you listen to the audio version of this right yeah 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 it was really good could you see that just in like visual form you think they'll just adapt that or it's another take to it. I think there's another take. They already mentioned they're going modern. It's not the 80s oh, really? that we had in the comic book and in the audiobook. We're going to today, but there's the story as okay, if it cool. takes place today. Yeah, very cool. I, this is um, what Vertigo, right? So under yeah. DC. Mm-hmm. Surprised this didn't get onto HBO Max, but like it's on Netflix and you know Netflix has some good quality stuff. So I don't expect this to be anything but great. Absolutely. I mean, uh, maybe this is the Netflix thing that we've been waiting all along where they're getting the comic book, you know, uh, piece of the puzzle, piece of the pie. Yeah. Uh, This is a huge universe. There's other things that can go on with all the stuff that uh, Neil Gaiman made. Maybe I'll do a Mm -hmm. Books of Magic thing that could work. And if you don't know that, it's kind of like a Harry Potter thing, which is totally leading us into our next story. Yes. Another one of your favorite franchises. Yeah. Looks like it's heading into another streaming service over on HBO Max. There are rumblings of a Harry Potter TV series in early development there. That's true. We are getting a Harry Potter TV series, apparently. I think uh, HBO has been kind of disputing those facts. Maybe not, don't want the news to get out, but yeah. it's in early development, right? That's at least yeah. what the uh, insiders say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Variety has sources saying that, yeah, they're in early stages for a Harry Potter universe series. But there's no word yet on, like, is this going to take place within the movies? It's just within the world? Or is this something totally different outside of what we've seen in, like, the books and the films? But either way, I am I am a Harry Potter fan. Yeah. I was converted <laughs> once that. we went to Universal Studios and I tried Butterbeer. I became a fan automatically. And, you know, say what you will about the Fantastic Beasts series. I like those too a lot. So yeah. I want to see something that is in the Harry Potter world, but not necessarily like just Hogwarts and Harry Potter. I don't get why people don't like those movies. Is it just not live up to the hype of the books and the TV and the, the old movies? But uh, those were enjoyable. I don't get why people uh, don't love it. Maybe we'll get maybe an American modern day series that could work. Because again, the Fantastic yeah. Beasts took place in the past. Um, that could totally work. I don't know. Other countries, other other works. There's been, been drama with J.K. Rowling and also, of course, um, Johnny Depp, right? So Yes. Maybe that's... I'm hoping Johnny Depp is in this. Really? I'm hoping that it reveals like Harry Potter was Johnny Depp the whole time. Don't even, don't even joke about that. <laughs> <sighs> Um, the stage play over in London oh, yeah. was about Harry Potter's son, the cursed child. Do you think that could be what the series is about? I think that could work. I've never seen it. I've always wanted to to see that stage play. Um, I heard maybe, it's pretty good. Yeah, I heard so too. Like people shell out some big coins to it to to watch that. Uh, so I think that could work. Maybe maybe that's the plan. I know, you know, these big companies they want to get their money's worth, and Harry Potter will get an audience. Yeah, huge following for Harry Potter. Um, yeah, I enjoy the Fantastic Beast series. I like how it's in that world, but not necessarily like, you know, kids in a school. It's takes place all over the globe and it's just like delving into the lore more and more of the wizards and this big war that they're planning. And then like, yeah, it's not about Harry Potter, but like you get Harry Potter characters and they're like Dumbledore. So like, I, I like that, but I do want this series to be its own thing. 
Um, I want like it could be as big as like freaking Game of Thrones, like we were talking about. Like it could be huge, possibly. You know, another uh, book turn screen thing. Um, yeah, we, maybe it could go even further back into the past. Still, maybe in England and further back into into like the start of magic or something like that. I don't know the the divide. Like how the four people that started Hogwarts. You remember those characters? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Those characters, maybe. The initial moments when they were hiding from the the muggles, right? Where they maybe mm. um, obliviated like the entire world, entire muggle world. So they do, wouldn't know about wizards and all that. That could be then. Do you know about like how far back Harry Potter's like lore goes? Does, does it go to like Merlin time or something like that? You know, uh, to be honest, I don't have that on deck. I don't, <laughs> I'm not an encyclopedia. <laughs> okay. I am a passerby fan that is really a big fan, but... Uh, I'm also a slow reader, so I never read all of the books. I've read like half of them. <laughs> well, that's more than I've read, so. No pictures in them. Oh, not enough pictures. There actually are pictures in the first book, but I wanted more. Not enough spiders. Shut more up. Spiders. <laughs> <laughs> so another great franchise going to HBO Max. HBO is killing it. I mm-hmm. I love how uh, they made a deal with Warner Brothers to get like all the movies there right away, which uh, maybe in my side stories later. Stick around. Okay, but like they're doing it big. Uh, Netflix until you get Sandman. I'm, I'm probably not watching you for a while. You don't have The Office anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> what they do have coming out pretty soon is Justice League Snyder Cut. And this is the whole thing that the internet brought to life. Uh, we all know the story. Zack Snyder was making Justice League, and then he had to bow out. And then Joss Whedon took over, and the theatrical release was not what everyone kind of wanted. They want to see what Snyder was going to bring to the table. And all this demand online kind of brought the Snyder cut to life. And it's finally going to happen. It's coming out March 18th on HBO Max. Yes, that's right. And I'm not sure if we brought this up, but it's going to be a four-hour-long movie, right? Not yes. uh, episodic, not... Um, not a series. Uh, yeah, there are rumors that it might be like four installments of like episodes or like chapters. But like, I think uh, he didn't have a, a good way to divide those evenly into four. That felt like a good way to stop. So it's just going to be released as like a four hour long movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think I'm going to sit through that whole first viewing. I might have to step away at a certain point, uh, but that's to my discretion. So I'll just make a good product first instead of form factoring it into, you know, an hour long or whatever that is. But we're, we're getting that. We're finally getting the Snyder Cut March 18th. Interesting. Yeah. Along with the announcement of the release, they showed like these um, kind of like promotional art. And one of them is very cool because it's very reminiscent of like the Death of Superman cover with like his cape as a flag that's all torn up. Oh, yeah. But this one is like – it's like the Justice League uh, logo on a, on a flag. Yeah. the uh, It's actually also the Justice League logo on like a reel of film, right? Yeah, yeah. That too. Like it's out of the can kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So released is the Snyder Cut. is coming back to life and we're getting it released uh, I, I see the joke there. Very good. <laughs> I I do want to see this, but I have a feeling like it's going to be a lot of you know how like Justice League, like all movies, is three acts. Uh, I have a feeling this is going to be a lot of middle, and then the ending and the beginning are kind of the same. So I hope it's not like that. But I mean, like, how drastically could you change this from the theatrical release? That are you going to do a whole new ending? Like that seems difficult. Yeah, I know. There's a whole new look to to some of the characters, right? So maybe that's what they're doing for the ending and maybe it's more epic. 
uh, I could see how it could just be a lot, a whole lot of middle because maybe they promised yeah, right. a lot of content. So yeah. maybe maybe that stuff we didn't see earlier that we didn't get released was not good enough to be put out. I don't know. Uh, I, yeah. yeah. I want to see more of the characters that we haven't seen outside of this like Flash uh, and, and Cyborg because we've seen a Wonder Woman movie. We've seen an Aquaman movie. Like I get those characters already. These other characters – are like we haven't seen them outside of just the Justice League movie, so I want to know more about them. But then I'm also like curious, like how far are they going to stretch Cyborg's character, knowing they don't want to work with Ray Fisher anymore, and he doesn't want to work with them? Right, right, because uh, his beef was with Jeff Johns, right? And yeah, and like and Warner Brothers is ex, yeah, yeah. So. I don't does Snyder get full say on what the cut is? I don't think he has a beef with Snyder, right? So maybe yeah, I don't we're getting so. more cyborg in this because there's less drama there between the two of those individuals. I can see that happening. Yeah. I wonder though if, if like Warner Brothers executives stepped in and be like, Yeah, you could use some of his stuff, but like limit what you use. We don't want him to be like we don't want any like encouragement yeah. towards him. But like I, I I hope Snyder got to just do whatever he wanted. Are we gonna okay, so a year from now, are we gonna get the Ray Fisher cut? Release the Ray Fisher cut? <laughs> Uh, I, I'm a little upset that the internet made this happen. I don't want the internet to be like, we if we outcry enough, the studios will just do what we say. Yeah, it's so funny that you're like, don't get too big for your britches, internet, this entire yeah. entity embodiment. But uh, maybe it's good already, because the, the, the actors wanted it out. I mean, the actors wanted it out, Snyder wanted it. But it, like, if, if Justice League was better, the theatrical one, like we wouldn't care about this, right? Like if it was a little bit better, yeah, we wouldn't care what Snyder's version was. We only care because we think that one was bad, which I don't think it was that bad. I think we got what we asked for, which was a summer thing, like a summer blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, popcorn movie. Yeah, yeah. If you look at it in that lens, it's okay. I just don't want every bad movie to get a second chance. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe what if we do get a second chance is a good movie that could be in a good movie you're missing out on what you just want every movie to be right the first time around. Yeah. I just don't want the internet to have the final say, like, because they're, they're not the ones forking up the money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or doing the work or the creative vision. Right. Yeah. I don't, it, it honestly feels like, um, studios now are, just listening to the fans and I don't want that because then that blocks creativity from the creators because like it seems like they just announced like hey we're gonna do this movie and we'll have this actor and then let's just see what the internet wants the story to be and then we'll make that story <laughs> yeah that spells for a bad formula I guess the thing is also like maybe big blockbusters are a thing of the past um, because of like the movie theaters and all that yeah Correct me if I'm wrong, but the term blockbuster was like the the line for the movie was so long it was like messing up the block. Oh. Is, that, is that what that means? I, I did not know that. That sounds correct. Huh. Um, that's not happening anymore because no one's going to theaters. So like big movies and small movies are like on the same stage now, which is yeah. good. I think it's good for smaller budget movies. Yeah, uh, I don't step at a foot at all into the behind the camera type of deal, but. You know, I've heard that people who want to make smaller films, more unique films, just do not have the chance if it's not going to make millions. Yeah. Studios don't want to risk it anymore. But now that the risk is, I don't know, kind of even, like it's just going to go on streaming anyway. Like the the risk is less and they just, I don't know, get a smaller budget, but at least their stuff gets made. So 
I'm glad that we're giving opportunity to like smaller filmmakers. And um, I just, I want to see the Snyder Cut, but I just don't want to give like another, yeah. get another bad movie. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, let's move on. Yeah. If it's a great movie, this will be a moot point. We don't know. We'll yeah, have to okay. wait a month. Fingers crossed. Yeah. We'll wait a month. Uh, again, it's coming out March 18th on HBO Max. Another reason to get HBO. I do like the the service, so I'm not going to give up on it anytime soon. Me neither. Um, yeah. Last thing in the docket today, real comic book news now. Uh, X-Men over on Marvel has been forming their team. If you don't know, uh, Jonathan Hickman has been like revamping the whole X-Men line, retelling almost like a whole new story, a whole new saga mm-hmm. for not just X-Men, but like all mutants in the Marvel comic book canon. And they are forming like a new X-Men team. And of course, like a lot of the stalemates are going to be on that team. But the final roster spot is going to be chosen by the fans. Yes, that's right. You, as a fan, can vote in and pick a, a team member for the new X-Men team. So those, uh, those voting times are 12 a.m. Eastern Time, January 27th through February 2nd. Uh, 11.59 Eastern Time. So by the time you're hearing this, it's too late. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, so uh, enjoy that. <laughs> but yeah. Hope you voted. Hope you voted. You did just a reminder in the past. <laughs> uh, so there's 10 options to vote for on this ballot. And whoever gets the most votes, I assume, will be the final member of the X-Men and then be you know, written to the stories. Um, if you go to, well, it's too late now, but if you went to, uh, I believe it's like xmenvote.com or something like that, uh, you get to see the options here and there are 10 to choose from. Um, let me know what you think of these characters. Banshee, Polaris, Forge, Boom Boom, Tempo, Cannonball, Sunspot, Strong Guy, Marrow, and Armor. So big range there. There's a lot of like old school characters, a lot of younger characters, a lot of characters that have already been on the X-Men and some that are at one time or another an enemy of the X-Men. Yeah. If not that, they've probably been on an X-Team, right? Yeah. Um, some of these uh, I favor more. I think my vote is for Boom Boom just because we've seen her recently in uh, Next Wave. That could be why. Yes. Uh, a couple of weeks ago we did couple X- weeks ago. Next Wave comic book. Yeah. 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 Armor's kind of cool. I remember she is like a smaller person, but she can make this huge like pink armor, right? That's yes. like a force field. Yeah. I always thought that was kind of cool and it's creative. I really like some of the older characters. I know I'm from the 90s style X-Men. So like uh, I like uh, Polaris being like a daughter of Magneto. Uh, I also like Banshee a lot. Really? Yeah. I just thought it's really cool. Like he can fly, but only while he's like screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> he's got to be so annoying. Right? <laughs> um, Banshee. I like Sunspot. That's a really cool character. He is cool. He's cool looking. And then the character that I know the least about on here is Tempo. Do you know that character? Actually, I don't. I don't even know what that character looks like, what their power set is. So she is a former X-Men villain, actually. Oh. Uh, She was on – it was like the Mutant Liberation Front, which is like almost like a mutant terror organization. Okay. And she was going – back in the day, she debuted in like New Mutants. She was going up against like – Cable and X Force. Ah. Um, that's where like she kind of started. Okay, let me guess. Her power set is it just like okay. um, keeping track of time, <laughs> staying You're on close. beats? Yeah, You're close. Are you serious? 
Yeah. Uh, she works a lot with J.K. Simmons. <laughs> what? Is a drummer? No. Is a drummer. Yeah. <laughs> Not uh, my time. Her her uh, power is she can speed up and slow down time. Oh, okay. that's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So one of those examples was like, she saved people from like a grenade because she like slowed down time and you see like the grenade exploding slowly. But I think she herself is in like regular time. So I, I don't know much about her. She's the one that is like the most uh, kind of like out of nowhere for these picks. Uh-huh. But I mean, that might be a good like recipe for a new X-Men team. Yeah. I don't know like the best power on this team. I did not know her power or know that character, but cool. Do you know Forge's power? So he he's like a technomancer, right? Can't he like control technology? <laughs> technomancer. He loves techno music. So <laughs> he's a DJ. He's the real, okay, musical person. Okay. I like that. He's a DJ. His power is like he can just make stuff. Yeah, is that it? Does he make stuff out of stuff though? He needs to have like something. Like to work he can with. make something out of anything. That's his power. <laughs> it's so dumb. He can forge it together. <laughs> is he still like using his hands, or is it just floating in the air and it becomes something? I think he still uses his hands. That's so funny. He's a carpenter. He's a mechanic. <laughs> That's pretty much what he is. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. He's pretty. Yeah. Actually, he's pretty useful. On uh, at least in the recent X Men books we've read, because like mm. he makes a lot of stuff for the new island and all that. But mm. yeah, in the video games, he's always the guy you go for like upgrades. Oh, <laughs> well, like X Men Legends and all that, something like that. Yeah. Okay, it's like, oh, you want a new power? Go to Forge. He'll build you something. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I gotta say, yeah. But all these characters are pretty cool. I'd love to see. Honestly, I'd love to see X Men team with just all these ten people together. And not have like the regular X Men people. That'd be kind of cool. It'd be a different X team, right? It would just have a yeah. new name, X Leftovers. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> X as an E X, like your X's Extra, extras. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think I will go with uh, Polaris as my pick here. Okay. Okay. Uh, she was she had her own TV show. Well, not her own, but she was like yeah. the main character on a TV show. Gifted. I I, uh, I never watched it, so I gave up on it pretty pretty fast. Pretty fast. Pretty fast. <laughs> not my tempo. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So um, that is it for the news this week, guys. Thank you for uh, being here. If you haven't already, please subscribe. Uh, we're on every major podcast platform. And what really helps is if you could leave us a review. That's the best way to get new listeners to our show. So if you can, leave us a review. Oh, yeah. And, uh, of course, you did vote for an ex-member. Uh, let us know who you voted for on all our social medias. You can find us uh, at the Reader Copy Podcast. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, guys. Strong guy. I'll vote for strong guy. <laughs> he's a He's a strong guy. <laughs> All right, let's get into our uh, comic book this week that you chose, Archie. You might recognize the comic we're doing this week from standing in line at the grocery store. <laughs> yes. It might be right next to Reader's Digest or the National Enquirer. It's it's on that rack there just as you're waiting in line. We're doing Archie Comics, right? Uh, mm-hmm. An old comic. Uh, if you're buying this at the grocery store, you're probably buying bugles and hard candies. Because so, <laughs> there's originals. Where there's originals. It's a really old comic, right? Um, yeah. Archie, coming out of the publisher, Archie Comics, um, they make a lot of other characters like um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. We've done a you know a deviation of that on, on our podcast before. Uh, yep. And also they do Josie the Pussycats. That's maybe uh, a group of characters you might know. 
Um, but yeah, we're doing uh, this new revamp that came out in 2015. So not the old style Archie comics, like the like those characters in the, the original stuff feels really dated, right? Yeah, this is not your great grandfather's Archie. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that original stuff started back in uh, 1941. So and up till 20 <laughs> <was> right <laughs> up till 2015, it was just kind of ongoing. So that's pretty at the time that was the longest running like one continuity, I guess at the time, mm-hmm. right? And then they made a, a revamp in 2015. That's what we're doing, and it kind of evolves more into this, you know, modern day teenage melodrama, right? So that continuity is over like this stop that one or is that still going so this continuity did stop that one but this one we're doing now actually also stopped and we went back to the other one and continued with those oh yeah okay so it's volume one on leave yeah volume one and then this is volume two and we're back to volume one okay so that was from 41 to 2015 that's around 70 years what number do you think they stopped at um, before they went to this new revamp. Okay. Just check the number. 41. Um, I know Action Comics like hit 1,000, so yeah. I'm going to go in the 800s. Oh, no, no. It, okay. They went up to number 666. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, you couldn't go one more issue? Kind of. I know. <laughs> what, what was stop there? I don't know. But yeah, that's what they went up to. Funny. Uh, but we're back on that that timeline. So a little bit about our creators for the comic. Mark Wade, right? We've seen him in a lot of stuff. We, uh, seen, we've done Justice League of America, Tower of Babel. We've done that on the yes. show. Daredevil, uh, another comic that kind of both of us fell in love with his work. Right. Yeah, uh, definitely. Mark Wade's done a lot of different stuff. You know, he did like he was on Flash for a huge amount of years, kind of reworked it, mm-hmm. made the Flash family and all that. He's really yeah. well-rounded, I think, writer. The Flash that everyone knows but thinks is Barry Allen, but it was Wally West. Yeah, you mean like the characterization personality? Yes. Yeah. Totally. Um, and our artist today is Fiona Staples. I love her work. Uh, she, She's one of the best. One of the best, right? She... Worked on one of my like earliest comics, Saga, right? She's, she's yeah. one of my favorite comics of all time. Um, also, she, on the podcast, she was also featured in like the first story of our Trick or Treat um, anthology Halloween mm-hmm. story. And that was, I think yeah. that was my f- favorite story out of that because of just how it looked. Yeah, I, I love the artwork in this. It's like almost like mature cartoony. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. But, like looks real, but not trying to be real, real like realistic. Photorealistic. You know I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think she really gives some real expression to the characters and also like. I think she has like good fashion sense because she can dress the people kind of realistically <laughs> and cool at the same time. Yeah. Um, in the Archie, you know, universe, we also have that Riverdale TV show, which was also like a modernization of the Archie stuff. That mm. is not exactly one-to-one with this. That's more like an edgy CW type of deal, right? Not this kind of... This story is kind of more fun and just modernizing that funness that we'd have in the original Archie comics. I will say that show is based probably on this and not the original Archie run. Sure, sure. It looks more like this. So this is probably like an in-between of like the original Archie and the Riverdale show. This 2015 Archie is kind of like, like it looks like the show, but with a sensibility of the older cartoon, older comic. Yeah, yeah, I like that, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, if you don't know the show, there was started off with a murder mystery. So that's the yeah. show. The show started off and Archie was like banging his teacher. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Not this Archie Andrews. Uh, okay, so we meet up with Archie Andrews, and he's talking to the camera. He is this kind of all-American high schooler, kind of a cool guy, really nice, sweet guy, and he's talking to the reader, right? He's kind of doing that Zach Morris Saved by the Bell mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, he's definitely like the Zach Morris. Like, he's really popular. He's not like the jock or anything like that, but he is like the one that everyone knows kind of guy. Yeah, everyone kind of knows. Everyone kind of likes him. He's a really popular guy, but he's also... He's got a heart. He's a good guy. He's not, he's never as cynical as the Zach Morris type. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of, uh, he's welcoming the listener to Riverdale and he's just like a, a sweet guy. And all of the um, the classmates of his school are kind of like gossiping all, all this and that because apparently uh, Archie's love of his life, Betty Cooper, they've broken up recently. Yeah. They have been going out since kindergarten is what they say. So like, Imagine, like, you know these two people who've been, since you've known them, they've been together, and now all of a sudden, it's high school, and they broke up. Like, that is a big deal. That is a talk of the town. Right, right. They were just, like, sweethearts, pretty much, ever since they were kids, um, and they are both going through this breakup, like, right now, right? They're just feeling the, the feeling of it, and they're mentioning this lipstick incident. And that's kind of a through line through the story, whatever the heck that was. And you get a sense that they both kind of miss each other, right? They they have like longing looks at each other, but they cannot bring themselves to uh, just, you know, get back together. Right. Um, Betty is kind of like the girl next door meets like the tomboyish, like I, I, I know how to fix cars kind of girl. <laughs> totally. Very much a tomboy. Um, but you know, the girl next door, yeah, that's good, good characterization. And it's just the talk of the town, their breakup. I mean, all the classmates want to know what's going on. They're even asking Archie's friend, Jughead. Jughead, he is, um, this kind of lazy kind of, uh, gluttonous. He eats a lot of burgers. That's his thing. But he's also yeah. a good guy. He's friends with, with Archie. Um, Jughead looks like like a lanky kind of guy, even though he eats so much. And he's got this big S. It's kind of just what he looked like in the past, and they're kind of revamping it now for the modern day. Yeah, I I can't look at this without just seeing the guy from Riverdale. Though. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about um, Cole Sprouse, I think his name, and he was honestly a pretty good casting for that. <laughs> mm, yeah, Scuba Steve, Scuba Steve. Um, they're even offering like baked goods to Jughead, even knowing that he's like such a like an eater, a foodie, he, a foodie, yeah. But he won't. He won't give up the goods. He won't say what happened to Betty and Archie. He won't give it up. All the classmates try to ask Betty what's going on. They think like, what is the lipstick incident? Did did uh, she find the lipstick uh, on Archie's shirt? Maybe he was cheating. But Betty even defends him, saying like, Archie would never do something like that. Yeah, like, and it's it's like it's none of your business why we broke up. But like, I want you to know, like, Archie is not that kind of guy. And in comes in Reggie Mansell. He is the uh, slick back hair. He's that kind of guy. <laughs> that kind of guy. Slick back hair, leather jackets. Uh, and he is trying to like uh, pick up the pieces here. Maybe get it good with Betty while Archie is gone. But he is the jerk of the school, right? Ultra jerk. I, I don't know why, but when I read him, he has a New York accent. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think of him as like um, Jesse's stepbrother from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> I can't believe that just like went into my head even before you said that. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great two-part episode, but like if you know that, then you know this guy. Totally. Well, that guy, he turned out to be a good guy. This regimental is really just an a-hole. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, he's hitting on Betty because he knows like she's available now. So the classmates, they come up with a plan to get Archie and Betty back together. They're going to vote the two of them as homecoming king and queen, right? Yeah. Force them together and they have to like get back together. So if we all vote for them, then this plan is like foolproof. So they're convincing like the whole school, like, hey, vote for Betty, vote for Archie. And then once they're together, they'll know that they're like, shouldn't have broken up. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, what? Don't these classmates have their own lives? <laughs> I Also, like, I did not vote for homecoming. I don't know who won. I don't care who won in my school. Yes. Like, that's, uh, I don't know. Usually it's like not even the popular people who win homecoming king and queen in my school because yeah. like they, they didn't want that. or That's like, not cool to win. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. Like, it, also, like popular in school is like not a thing anymore. I don't think. I think I was just at the tip end of that, or maybe past it a bit, where it's just like you know who's popular, but it's not the stereotypical you know Breakfast Club yeah. type of deal. Remember in uh, do you remember in uh, Twenty One Jump Street where they yeah go back to school. And it's like totally different than what they remember. Yeah, that's exactly like what I was living. It's the flip of this stereotype. <laughs> yeah. So this whole Archie thing, like it's, it's it's a different universe. It's a different thing. So it sounds like they're going to do it. They're going to vote in Archie and Betty to win. And then uh, remember Jughead, um, he wants to, he kind of does want to keep them apart for some apparent reason. He knows the reason, but he's lying and he's saying he's going to, um, sign up to count up all the ballots, right? Right. He's like, okay, I'll make sure that even if for some reason they don't win the votes, I'll make sure that they win because I'm the one counting the ballots. So like, all I need is some super glue. They're like, okay, well, I don't know why you need it, but they give him like super glue and they're like, okay, this plan's like for sure going to work now. Meanwhile, we get introduced to Archie's dad and he's just a cool dad. He plays the guitar and he taught Archie everything he knows, including bowling uh, carpentry and playing the guitar and it's funny with this three panel shot we see archie's bowling and it goes from just lane to lane like bouncing he's yeah, not a good bowler terrible he hammers a nail straight into the, his arm sleeve so he's not a good yeah. carpenter but he can play guitar pretty good uh this is not luke perry yes no uh if you could had to like cast him he'd be that guy in a uh, crazy stupid love the like dad best friend yeah that's pretty good that's pretty good casting i like that <laughs> no one knows what we're talking about but that's that's what we cast that's one of my favorite movies <laughs> shout out to that if you never watched it um so we we learn now that archie he is even though he's this ultra kind of cool guy is really popular but he's also a klutz like in every like everything yeah. he does he can't help it and he's going to the dance only to help the band set up but he doesn't actually want to go to the dance like he's ready to leave as soon as the sound check is done and he's like prepping the the equipment there um but people are starting to flood in to the dance they're all dressed up and they see he sees like betty is there and she's like alone but like it's like even hard for him just to look at her. Yeah, yeah. They kind of see each other and stare away once they have a moment. Okay, now we see the band there, but they're missing their guitarist. Their lead guitarist is not making it to the to the show. And then a Jughead, he lets out that, hey, you know, Archie, he's just as good as a guitarist as your other guy. He's got the knacks yeah. right there. Jam out. And this Archie is dumbfounded. He does not want to play, but the spotlight is straight on him. Yeah, this is something that they use in the show. Like he does not play in front of people. Like he's embarrassed. But like he's like forced to now. The first note it sounds awful, and then he jumps out and he really gets into the groove. And 
the audience is is digging it. They're loving it. And we, this is this cool shot of like the music notes flowing behind as the band really kind of uh, harmonizes and sounds awesome. And this dance turns out great. Yeah. And then one of them goes to the side and grabs the phone. It's like, it's me, Marvin, your cousin, Marvin. <laughs> you know that new sound you're looking for? <laughs> well, I found it right here. <laughs> no, no, it does not have it. <laughs> okay. And with that, the great show, it's time to call out who is homecoming king and queen. They count out the ballots and they find that it is Betty Cooper. She won. Awesome. And who's king? But Trevor Smith, some some other guy in the school. <laughs> and they, all the friends, like, they stare at Jughead, like, what happened? Like, you're supposed to make sure Archie won. And he just, like, shrugs off, like, I don't know what happened. We get a quick. And now Betty and Trevor are forced, like, dance together. Yeah. And um, Jughead is just talking to himself and, and the friends there are saying, you know, you just want to bring them back together so fast. What you need to realize is they need to know what they're missing. Yes. Because while they're playing and while she's dancing with Trevor, it's like they're both like looking at each other. Yes. Her dancing in the middle and him on the stage, they just have logging eyes towards each other. And as the issue ends up, uh, Archie had a great show and Jughead tosses his super glue into the trash. We get a quick shot of the guitarist. Remember that old guitarist? He's got his hands super glued to the wheels of his car. Yeah, that's why he couldn't make it. Uh, it was Jughead's plan the whole time to make sure that this guy doesn't show up so that Archie can play and kind of like realize what he can do without Betty is like he's comfortable enough to like play music, I guess. Yeah, totally. So that's our start to the to the thing with Archie, you know, great introduction to him. We see like he even has like a handle for his like Twitter on there as he's like talking to the the reader and like a hashtag mm-hmm. lipstick incident. It's Mark yeah. Way's like modernizing this to the nth degree, you know. So it's really like Archie kind of like having a great night and realizing like, you know, maybe I don't need to be with someone right now and I should just live my high school life like being alone and finding out other things that I like. And that's how the, the story like moves forward to the next day. We kind of learn more about Jughead now. Yes. While uh, Archie was trying to get a job at the construction site, something new showing up in Riverdale, um, we see Jughead pulling him away because... Archie being a klutz, he knows he'd somehow hurt himself doing that job. We learn about Jughead. He was um, past very, very rich as a kid. He was like extremely wealthy. His first name was Forsyth. Yeah, he had like a butler bring him hamburgers to school. And like he would show up in like limos and stuff. But his dad made like some bad investments. Yeah. And almost like overnight, they lost all their money. He might have um, put a lot of money against GameStop. Did you hear about that? <laughs> yes. Well, he should have put it in AMC. That's what happened. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so learning about his dad, he put his money into this water bottling plant called Pure Jug. And that's how Jughead got his name as the kids made fun of him for getting so poor all of a sudden, right? Yeah. Because like he was used to eating like high-end food and now he's eating like you know peanut butter jelly sandwich so they're all teasing him when he was a kid and it's kind of like why he's so kind of like a loner now and his only friend really is Archie it's because like how he grew up like that yeah plus um he is like an insight on the money he's kind of he's kind of also wise for being this kind of lazy kind of guy but he's yeah. like Archie no money's not the not the answer to everything but Archie just needs some cash he we see some odd jobs he's done 
as he's like sweeping up for for the uh, old folks' home, he somehow messes that up by making the floor too slippery and all the old people like fall over. Yeah. Uh, my favorite one is he's at like an ice cream parlor yeah. and somehow like all the ice cream's like on fire. It's like, how is this even possible? <laughs> like ice cream is on fire. Um, but the reason he needs all this money is to fix up his car. His car is beat up. It's like held together with like bungee cords and tape. And it's because his mechanic, who used to fix his car, uh, is his ex-girlfriend. <laughs> That's right. Remember, she is like a tomboy mechanic type. We catch up now with Betty Cooper, and she's in her bedroom along with Trevor Smith. Remember that guy from the first issue? Um, and Trevor's trying to put the moves on her, but Betty's like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Not right now. I didn't, you're not up here for that. Trevor doesn't get what's going on, so he just, he gets the boot out of the room. Yeah, Betty is, like, not ready to be with anyone right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, her friends uh, really want her to, like, I don't know, not be so sad anymore. So uh, they're going over there to, like, dress her up and, and cheer her up. They're doing so by, you know, getting her a lot of makeup and all these, uh, like, fake eyelashes and hair extensions to, like, pretty up because it is her birthday today. And she's just getting ready for the day. Meanwhile, over at the construction site, there is a long line of people trying to get a job there. It is like a new like area where they're building new homes. And this like construction company is run by uh, this family called like the Lodges. Mm-hmm. And they're like the new rich people in town. Right. This whole new installment for the town. Uh, and Archie, again, he's a klutz, but he's trying to get a job there. So all his friends are trying to... Make sure he does not get a job so he does not hurt himself somehow. But they're too late. So the only way they can save him is to get jobs there themselves and supervise him, right? Make sure he doesn't get hurt in any way. Yeah, there's all these like scenes of him like about to walk over a gap so one of the friends has to like throw a plank across so he doesn't fall in. Or like he's carrying like a bunch of cinder blocks. And he doesn't even notice like he's about to trip. So all the friends are like trying to move everything out of his way. He almost sits on a nail gun. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he, he sees his friend take that away and say like, you're, what are you doing? You're going you're gonna to hurt someone with that thing. But Archie shoot nails. <laughs> Archie <laughs> takes it from him. And uh, as he takes it away, it shoots up some nails too. And uh, let's go this boulder that was being held up. That big boulder comes barreling down the hill and crashes into the whole installment, all of the construction that's been built up so far. And it's all Archie's fault. Yeah, it's crazy. Like one guy destroyed like a whole like framework of a house just by one like nail. So everyone's gone and it's weird. Like he is there like trying to clean up by himself a, a construction site. This teenager <laughs> is cleaning up and he notices like a car pull up in the dark. It's this nice, fancy car, and we can only reason out that these are the lodges checking out their new installment. Uh, also there is a younger woman around his age, Veronica Lodge, um, and she's just kind of beautiful, and, and Archie's just kind of starstruck and like with her beauty, and he kind of goes into like a tizzy, and he falls over holding this plank that he's got he's trying to fix up, and it somehow that plank turns on the bulldozer, <laughs> and the bulldozer turns on, rushing on its own, and it just crashes into all of the scaffolding that was all built up. Yeah, everything that he's like been trying to fix, he runs over, and Mr. Lodge sees this, his whole, like, this is where he was going to live. Like, this is his spot for his house. Like, all the infrastructure falls back down, tumbling down, and, and Archie's just, like, panicking, so he, like, runs away. 
but Veronica like notices Archie running away. Right. Um, and Archie, again, he's just kind of head over heels for uh, the beauty of Veronica. But he feels guilty and he, he doesn't have money to pay for his car. He's just, like lunging back home. But once he gets there, he learns from his dad that, oh, the car's fixed up and uh, it's working now. We learned, Somebody fixed it. Yeah, we learned that Betty, uh, while he was gone, fixed up her car. So it shows that they're still kind of best friends, even if they're not together, right? Um, but again, Yeah, she still cares about Archie, even though they're split up. Totally. Uh, as they walk down, it's uh, Betty's birthday and she has a great day. Happy to help out Archie, but sad that they can't be together too yeah he doesn't even go to the party because like it's gonna be awkward yeah totally awkward uh the next day of school archie is kind of still like thinking about that new girl that he saw right he's thinking that not she kind of knows that he ruined everything so what he's gonna do is gonna make it the best school day for veronica lodge she uh, he even opens up the door for her kind of like escorts her into the school as if he was her butler and Veronica is like this richy rich beauty, uh, you know, small purse, rich, rich type, right? She was even once a reality star. Yeah. <laughs> but now she's going to school in Riverdale and like, you know, everyone's like talking about her now and like this new rich person and Archie's there, like he's like holding all her books, right? Trying to like show her around the school. And she even tells Archie, like, I know you were the guy at the construction site that, like, ruined our future house. Yeah, that huge mansion they were building up. Um, and Veronica, she's kind of disgusted at the school. What's that smell? Is that is that what they call crack cocaine? Yeah. <laughs> she, she doesn't get these lowly lives. This is her first public school. She's a richy rich, right? Uh, Jughead can see that Archie's head over heels for her and does not like that one bit. Jughead is trying to get Betty in on um, breaking them up because he, he thinks Veronica is not good for him, right? Yeah. So he's like texting Betty, but she's constantly like, you know, we're not together. It's not my business. I don't want to like interfere with Archie anymore, which is justifiable. Like you should not, not, it's not involve you anymore, but like um, Jughead won't stop texting her about Veronica. Uh, Jughead, he's walking about the school and he sees Archie in PE class and they're doing dodgeball right now. <laughs> and, um, he's like dodging all these balls and such a metaphor for Archie's life right now. And Jughead is trying to get Archie to understand that he is under Veronica's spell. You're just head over heels and it's, it's bad for you, buddy. Archie's like denying. It's like, no, I'm just trying to be nice or whatever. But then Veronica shows up and she's like, Archie, where is like the lunchroom? And he like just like jumps up and he's like, oh, let me show you. And like walks out with her. Like obviously this dude's like in love with her already. So for lunch, they're having sloppy joes and uh, Veronica is not used to this at all. She finds a nice table. You know, the whole school wants her to sit at their table, right? They they love Veronica, this new star at school. Um, mm -hmm. So she sits at the fashionable, fashionable kids table, right? She's looking at the sloppy Joe and... She, you know, she doesn't really want to eat it. It looks gross. But all the all the friends around there are trying to say, oh, you got to eat it sooner or later before it turns bad. Um, you have to get used to it. She doesn't want to act like she's too good for this place, but it's kind of coming across that way, right? So she takes a bite yeah. of the sloppy joe and it turns her stomach. She turns yellow. She like spits it all up and it's like covering her whole outfit. So she pretty much like in front of the whole school, everyone sees her. She's like covered in the sloppy joe. That she spit up. Yeah. And now she has to like run to the ladies room to clean up. And she kind of breaks down there. We see the first like instance of her being a human. She kind of breaks down calling up her daddy saying, well, how could you do this to me? I hate it here. They serve Sloppy yeah. Joe. She doesn't realize like Betty is also in the restroom. 
And Betty comes out, and Veronica's like embarrassed. She tries to portray herself as like this high class uh, person, but she was like crying over the phone. But Betty gets it, and she starts like helping her clean up. She's like cleaning her hair, wiping her dress. And she's like, okay, wait here. I'll come back uh, and bring you something that you could use. So she leaves. And Archie's like waiting outside the restroom, right? Mm -hmm. So it's already awkward to see him waiting out there for another girl. But Betty's like, make sure no one goes in there because Veronica still like kind of needs cleaning up in there. What Betty does is she grabs this old kind of dress in the lost and found for Veronica to wear. And it's kind of this horrible fuchsia (laughs) parade dress with this like big flaps. And this is like, I'm not wearing that. Yeah, very funny. You're hilarious, Betty. So what Veronica does is she just calls up her butler, her real butler, to bring like a whole rack of clothes for her to pick from. So And she changes like new clothes and everything. And, you know, Betty's just trying to help, but like she's get like brushed off as if like I would never wear that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So this almost like ticks off Betty and she texts back Jughead like Okay, I'm in. Like, this is now part of my business. Oh, like, yeah. She's treating Archie like this as like a, a butler, too. So, like, I, I'm in. There's even like a news reporter outside the school asking about uh, Veronica's new day and how, how she, she's been, uh, how her first day was. And so, Jughead and Betty are plotting together how to break them up. Again, Betty's saying, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not interested in Archie anymore. I just don't want my best friend to be treated like this. Right. Um, the next day, we see Archie and Jughead, and they're practicing. Uh, Archie's playing his guitar. Uh, Jughead's on the drums. And I guess somehow Archie gets, like, electrocuted. Yeah. Right? He's such a klutz. because he's not paying attention. He's, like, focused on Veronica. Yeah. And he's like, okay, like, we need to stop. Like, you, you're thinking too much about Veronica. Why don't you, like, take a break? Why don't we split this uh, Kenny bar? And it's called a goo bar. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And for some reason, this triggers Archie. For some reason, he has to go for a walk because he's so pissed. Uh, we get Archie again talking to the reader, talking about how Betty and Archie, in the past, they were just so good. They were meant to be... They're like the perfect couple. Perfect couple. Such nice people, right? The two of them, they were all lovey-dovey. Um, like we see a shot of them like out on this nice field in Riverdale as they're kind of chatting it up. They would do like all this and fun stuff together, like uh, food fights, pranks on each other. There's all the fun stuff, right? And they even shared goo bars in the past. They would they would split it half and half. And it was like a cute thing yeah. between the two of them. And this one time they were splitting a goo bar, but like, I guess like ants because it's chocolate, like yeah. got on Betty. So she ran to like the restroom to wash off the ants. And I guess like a couple of girls were in there and they're teasing her about like how she's like such a tomboy, right? And always like like dirty clothes, Messy. I guess. Yeah, yeah. And Archie hears this, right? And kind of like gets mad at these girls. Like, you know, like, yeah, she doesn't dress like you guys, but like she's still like beautiful, right? Totally. But these mean girls, they, they just kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, we didn't mean it like that because they don't want to piss off the most popular guy in school, Archie. Yeah. So what they do is they start hanging out with Betty and they try to convince her to like dress up a little bit, like get dolled up, wear some makeup. Right. Uh, but Betty's not not about that at all. But they take Betty all the way to the mall and, um, you know, gets, gets her nails done, gets some new makeup. But this is really out of Betty's element. And then Archie says, uh, how about we have a, a movie night? We'll go to the movies. Remember those? <laughs> and uh, 
the mean girls are like, well, if we're gonna, if it's date night, then you're gonna have to get dressed up, get like a nice dress, some lipstick on, put that on. Yeah, and even Betty's like, you know, we've me and Archie have been to the movies before. This is not a big deal, all right. But the new friends, the girls are just trying to convince, like, no, this is like a real date. You should get dolled up, like, look nice, right? And she does. She like puts on makeup, does her hair. And it's weird because, like, she's walking back home and, like, everyone's, like, stopped staring at her. Like, dead tracks. Like, they're stunned at how good Betty looks. Whoa. Yeah. They're all, like, remember in uh, Wayne's World where, like, the guy's, like, chwing, chwing. It's like that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's later that night and Archie's calling Betty, right? They're, They're neighbors. Like, they live door to door right next to each other. Right. And he's calling her on the cell phone, like, okay, like, are you ready to go? Why don't you come down? And she's like, well, why don't you, like, come pick me up, like, at the door, right? And even Archie's like, that's weird. Like, we literally, like, live right next to each other. Why do I have to, like, meet you at the door? So he rings the doorbell. And when she opens, it's, like, Betty, but, like, all dolled up. Like, doesn't even look like her anymore. Uh, and there's, like, an awkward moment there. Archie is acting weird. They even make it all the way to the movie theater. And they can't even stare at each other. There's so much awkwardness between the two of them to archie it feels like this is a different person anymore this is not the betty he was going out with so finally like betty realizes that there's like this tension and she like runs out of the theater and archie like runs and follows her to like try to stop her and he is almost like getting mad like i don't know why you felt like you had to like dress up for this yeah she's he's saying like uh look at you it's kind of it's kind of a weird thing to say kind of a mean thing to say honestly from archie yeah um, and Betty like even smacks her purse into Archie's face and the lipstick is falls on the floor. Archie and Archie's like, I don't know who, why you had to dress up like this. This is not you. Right. Like, I wish you just like stayed the same. So then Betty is like really pissed off. She tried hard to like dress up for him. So she grabs the lipstick and like smears it on Archie and see that you're still the same person. And, you know, Betty's so angry. She's crying. She just runs away home sad. And that was the lipstick incident, right? The the two of them have just kind of been apart this whole time since then. Um, Betty won't text back. She's trying to show Archie, like, just because, like, I'm wearing makeup doesn't change me. That's why she smeared it on Archie and be like, see, you're still Archie. So why don't you get it? Why don't you like me like this? So that's the lipstick incident. Seems like Archie is uh, feeling Veronica now, right? They're, They're kind of in the starts of things. Um, but right. again, Jughead and Betty do not like this. So they're planning to break them apart. And who are they going to loop in but Reggie Mantle, the jerk of the town? Yeah. Uh, I really like this character. I don't care that he's the bad guy. I think he's super cool. Oh, you're so lame. I can't believe you. So we get a little brief introduction to Reggie Mantle. Before Veronica went down, he was the rich kid. He was the richy rich with a nice fast car. And he's just a jerk, a-hole to everybody. He would run over kids' bikes. He would um, just do awful things and pull pranks. And he's just a jerk all around. Super cool. Um, <laughs> we see, like, uh, Archie is again hanging out with Veronica. And she's, like, setting up, like, this tent for, like, this party that she's throwing. But she's making Archie, like, do all the work to set up. Right. She's doing that, you know, keep pretty please, won't you, Archiekins? Um, and, uh, Archie can't help himself. He's, he's got to do it. Even though this is like a, this would take like a team of people. He's setting up this tent and everything. Veronica notes there's someone in the bushes, maybe stalking her. It is this one girl named Sheila in the school. She's like one of the fashionistas of the school and is snapping pictures 
at Veronica. Yeah. Uh, she's like hiding in the bushes, taking pictures, but she almost gets caught. So she like runs away. And it's funny because like she falls down the hill, like rolling down the hill. Mm-hmm. And at the bottom of the hill is uh, that cool guy, <sighs> Reggie. Reggie catches this going on with Sheila. Asks what's going on. What are you doing with that camera? So Sheila's really embarrassed. She doesn't want to say what was going on. We see the pictures of Archie and Veronica there on the camera. And she tells Reggie, but we as a reader don't really know what's going on yet. Yeah, but this helps Reggie develop a plan to kind of like separate Archie and Veronica. So Reggie meets up with Betty and Jughead under the bleachers. This is where all shady things go down. Oh, yes. And he's pretty much like, all right, I know how to split them up. We'll have a deal. All I need from you is you guys need to make me a fake ID. That's like the deal. Yeah, that's what he wants out of this whole deal. And he's like, I, I can get this done in the afternoon. Don't even worry about it. I hate this Reggie guy. He's so super cool. He's so smart. Um, <laughs> Reggie notes that since Betty and Archie are gone, all the girls around are kind of falling for Archie, right? Um, Archie doesn't really notice because he's got the hots for Veronica, right? But right. he's just the, the it boy right now. He's thinking if... Um, he can get Veronica to think one of these girls is after Archie. Veronica will just blow up on them, just like get super angry. And Archie's not going to like that. He's going to see the error of Veronica's ways and they'll break up. That's his whole plan, right? So he's convinced that he can get um, that fashionista girl to like screw up and then Veronica will like start to be like angry at her, which will then cause Archie to not like Veronica. So he has this plan where he shows Veronica the inside of that girl's locker. Inside are just these portraits, just a bunch of these pictures of Archie. So yeah, <laughs> totally creepy. <laughs> kind of very stalkerish. Um, Veronica is livid, thinking like someone is after her man. Yeah, so she's dragging Archie over to go talk to that girl. And then Reggie is grabbing Jughead and Betty like, okay, we have to go. Make sure that Veronica like blows up on that girl, but not reveal why she has the photos. Right, with a secret reason. Uh, Betty and Jughead don't want this. They they didn't want uh, some bystander, Sheila, the fashionista, to just get uh, blown up on. So Betty opens up the door to when the classroom's revealing what Sheila's been doing this whole time. Inside are all these like nice outfits that are all inspired by Archie's style, right? Sheila's saying yes. like... She's not after Archie as a as a partner, not as a love interest, but actually just likes his style, and that's why he she has so many pictures of him. Yeah, it's just a bunch of other kids wearing like varsity jackets and like sweater vests, like yes. what Archie would wear. And and Veronica's like, oh my god, like I was about to scream at you because I thought you were like stalking Archie. But really, like, you've been using him as, like, a muse. And, like, I love everything you've been making here. And, like, this totally ruins Reggie's plan, right? It was almost working, but Betty was the one that, like, revealed the true secret because she couldn't go along with it. Yeah. Veronica even, like, mentions all, like, the like the innocence and the, and the styling and the, the, like, the loving attitude and all of, like, this, this art style, right, of the, the outfits. And this kind of touches Archie's heart because he can see that um, Veronica, like, sees something in Archie, too. There's, it's, it's not a one-way street. Mm-hmm. So it's later that night. We're at Veronica's party. This is, like, the whole, like, setup that Archie was doing earlier. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Archie finds out that it was Reggie's plan all along to, like, set him up. So he's the one that made the fake ID for Reggie and he gives it to him. And it's like not even his photo, like all the information's bad on it. Right. Uh, so Reggie's plan is is uh, down the drain. 
uh, Archie talks to Betty and Jughead. They actually made it to the party. Kind of an awkward thing right there. And Archie, he's like, you know, you guys are still my friends, but it's kind of weird you guys were teaming up with Reggie to break me and Veronica up. I think yeah. it's better if you guys don't stay at the party. If you just guys just leave because this it's kind of a weird, awkward thing. And this guy, like, you know, it surprises them, but they get it. They were trying to split them up. So they don't go to the party. And Archie is going back in and he feels like really bad that his two best friends, he just told like, you can't, we can't hang out for a while, right? Yeah. But he is happy that he's kind of like going out with Veronica now. Yeah, I guess it's kind of uh, all aligning. All things are working out for him. Uh, so that was Archie. A lot of that teen melodrama that I, I, I enjoy. And it's, it's actually really funny. So we didn't catch all the jokes in here. Mark Wade does a good job of spicing up that kind of really old. Probably, I've never picked up one of the old Archie comics, but I imagine if I did, uh -huh. it would feel stale. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I do like this. It honestly, like, it makes me want to watch the show. It does too. I know the show is totally different, but like, I I am interested in it now. Uh, I I don't know if you caught it, but like the fake ID that Archie made for Reggie. Yeah, the name is like Trip Zadursky. I did, yeah. Which I'm told that's like a joke on Chip Zadarsky, right? Like he's making fun of him, right? Like as like a playful nod, right? I think so. I think he just has a funny name, so like all these writers love using his name in in random <laughs> comics. <laughs> yeah, so. The whole comic has like a lot of like inside jokes and stuff, and it. It, it's really fun to read. I even read a little bit further, more than what we were talking about oh, today. Cool. But like, yeah, it seems like a, a good uh, run for Archie. I remember reading this, thinking like, I'm never gonna like Archie. I'll give it a try because, I was like, uh, I've heard good things, right? Mm -hmm. But this is actually where I was like, oh, I've read Daredevil, I've read Archie. Oh, Mark Wade's actually a good writer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I've seen the show. I've seen like Me too. the first season. Yeah. So I know what happens there. So I was waiting for stuff that happened there to happen in the comic no. books. And when some things happen and some things don't, I'm just like, oh, come on. I know. I want the drama. You want that drama? No. <laughs> this is kind of just light, light and um, fun stuff. Like it, there's no murder. There's nothing like that in the Yeah, in the I don't comic. care about the murder, but like the the relationships get way more complex in the show. Oh, yeah. The funny thing, the trope of the old series, the very first one, was that these two, like, beautiful girls love this one guy, like, forever. Like, it's been, like, decades. Yeah. I'm, like, lifespans <laughs> since the, the yeah. premiere of the, the original comic. So that's kind of the, the trope. And this is kind of them reworking that for this with uh, the, the new um, Lodge character where she's, like, just this uppity reality star while Betty's this girl next door uh, tomboy I think the original continuity too like even like split into two different realities did it where Archie ends up with Veronica in one and ends up with Betty in the other one so like there's actually like two multiple timelines in an old school comic book I did not know that that's kind of funny that's crazy yeah it's like Archie and the multiverse of madness in <laughs> the original <laughs> Yeah, so it does feel kind of like a TV show. I, I like that about it with uh, him talking to the reader and all that. That was a good read. I like that. Those Archie comics. Uh, with that, you want to get into our side stories? Yeah, let's talk about it. I got two things I want to talk about today. Cool. What you uh, got? My attention was pulled to two different streaming services this week, mm -hmm. um, neither of which was Netflix, surprisingly. 
Really? Wow. First one was over on Amazon. If you have Amazon Prime, you could watch what I watched, which is this movie called Sound of Metal. Oh, uh, I think I know this. This is uh, Riz Ahmed. Riz Ahmed is the star of the movie. Um, it's pretty good. I enjoyed it. Uh, the whole premise is that he's like this super like metal drummer guy in this band, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it starts off with the movie, and he it's like raging music, like heavy metal. The lead singer is just screaming, screeching noise. Okay, okay, <laughs> right. Uh, I forgot her name, but she, uh, the love interest, who's like the lead singer of the band, she's uh, she was in Ready Player One. Yeah. She was in Thoroughbreds. She was in a uh, Base Motel. Okay, I didn't see her in that movie on that show. Okay, but. she was. <laughs> Uh, so they're a couple, they're the two members of this heavy metal band and they are on tour. Right. And by on tour, I mean like they drive their RV from like small venue to small venue. Right. Probably sleep in there. Right. They sleep in the RV. It's just the two of them. It's like an old RV and all their gear is just like in that RV. Right. They sleep in like the parking lot of the venue that they're going to play, like the little dive bars. Okay. Um, so that's the idea start of the movie. I won't ruin it too much because I, I do think people should watch it. But uh, Riz Ahmed starts to lose his hearing oh. and it's deteriorating fast. And it, the whole movie is him coping with how he's dealing with losing his hearing and deafness and how the people around him are treating him, especially his girlfriend, who's the lead singer now, like strongly affects her because like now the band is messed up. Right, right. Eating into their, their livelihood too, maybe? Yeah. Um, another aspect of the movie is that he is an addict. And in a way, like him striving to get his hearing back is like an addiction. Huh. And his plan is to get like these implants installed that'll bring his hearing back. And that's like his driving force through the movie. But it's like whether or not he can learn to just cope with not being able to hear anymore through the movie. And he ends up living with like this support group of uh, other people who are deaf and then him learning sign language and like just understanding it. Mm-hmm. But also like he feels like this is a temporary issue and everyone else is trying to like show him how to just like deal with it and like live with it not as like a, a something to fix but like something to live with kind of thing. Right, right. Where it's like this is a life change. It might be here yeah. forever. So prepare yourself yeah. for that. Okay. Right. Um, and I think that his acting is very good. Uh, it's not like what I've seen him in, which is like – Star Wars and Venom. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is something totally different. Um, the way the movie portrays the loss of hearing is very good. Like, you really feel what he feels in it. And it's not like any other, oh, well, it's not like it's not like other music movies. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, like when you follow a musician and they're dealing with like the hard times. And like through, especially it's always addiction or something like that. Right. Like, like Ray or walk the line or something like that. Right. We're talking about like a star is born, Dewey Cox. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like Dewey Cox. Exactly. Uh, It's him getting over the hardest time of his life because he wants to get back to music. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely just that. But I think the acting in it is great and the supporting characters in it around him are also very good. Like the one guy that becomes like his, I want to say like almost like a teacher or like mentor Mm -hmm. who runs the the group is, is also like a really good actor. 
Um, I've never seen him in anything before because I think he's like real life deaf. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, a lot of the I think a lot of the people are not actors and just like really uh, people who can't hear, so they put him in the movie to make it look realer. Right, right. Okay, that makes sense. Probably helps with the actors too, kind of relate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna spoil how the movie ends or how it gets to the the third act, but like. The movie is his struggle to like deal with not being able to play music anymore, not be able to like communicate with people and just dealing with it in general, like loss of hearing. And uh, I think it's it's definitely worth watching if you have like, some free time. Okay. Okay. I, I've seen this movie. It's been on my radar a bit. I think Riz Ahmed's a great actor. Um, what have we seen him? He's even a Nightcrawler. And oh yeah, yeah, that's probably <laughs> better than saying he was in Venom. <laughs> he was he was also in The Night of, which I think is an HBO show. Um, he's okay. on that, and he's he's really good on that. Both of those roles is more of a meek character. So seeing him as like a rage out metalhead seemed like a deviation yeah. that I was kind of interested in. Mm-hmm. I, I'll say again, like it's really they really portray well the frustration he has of not just being able to like communicate the simplest things and people not being able to like understand what he's going through. And I think that's like the highlight of the movie. What they really like nail is like his almost like trauma uh-huh. just not be able to say and communicate the simplest things interesting okay yeah, yeah it makes sense him being frustrated because he's like a metalhead that's usually like people who enjoy raging yeah. out right so that makes sense yeah. and also with all the the loud noises it might be reason mm-hmm. to why you could go deaf but yeah yeah but imagine like being a musician who not only like a musician but like a metal musician where it's like he's a drummer so it's like constantly loud and aggressive music to just silence yeah it's yeah, pretty traumatic. But uh, I do recommend the movie. Uh, check it out if you have. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. I might have said HBO, but it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other one I watched is on HBO. Mm. And that, I'll say, if you want to skip it, you could skip it. Yeah. What are we talking about? <laughs> uh, last night, I watched The Little Things starring Denzel Washington okay. on HBO Max. I watched it too. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's okay. I don't know. Like, <laughs> It's not great. It also stars um, Jared Leto and Remy Malik. Yeah, right, right. And uh, the premise is like uh, Denzel Washington is like a former detective and he used to be like a big shot homicide detective in L.A., but now he works at like some small time police job in another county. Mm-hmm. His replacement is Remy Malik, who's like the new face of like crime in L.A. or whatever. Like he's the new it detective. And now he needs Denzel Washington's help to solve a mystery that might be connected to a previous one that Denzel was working on. It is just Denzel acting like Denzel. Yeah, but not his best Denzel. Yeah, not even his best Denzel. It's just kind of like, let me try something else. But like, I don't want to veer too away from what I know. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little bit annoying. Yeah, it's not training day, Denzel. No. No, it's not fences. They're getting like... I'm over this Denzel kind of. I'm tired of this. Yeah, job. yeah. Uh, leading into okay, Jared Leto. What did you think of him? Jo- the best Joker we've ever seen, Jared Leto. How's how did you feel about him? I mean, he nailed that character of like the creepy guy, but like, so could any other you know actor his age. I think so. You just kind of have to be creepy. It's not really... Uh, it, it feels like what Jared Leto is if he did not become a rock star. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know? Like he... I feel like he's lived this a little bit. 
Okay, what was your take on uh, Malik as like the new young detective? Out of place. He did not seem like a hot shot at all. I did, yeah, he he's <laughs> like a slick guy with like slick you know hair and wears a suit all the time because he's he is the hot shot detective. But I don't see Remy Malik doing that ever. You know, no. It looks like Screech was dressing up as Zach Morris. Like, yeah, he doesn't have like the gravitas to be like the new cool guy. You know, I don't know. Like he is pretty cool. He's Freddie Mercury, but I yeah. mean, like, I I could see another actor portraying this character maybe better. I agree. It was weird. It was I, like I think I didn't pick up the fact that he was a hotshot detective until later, even after they established it, just because it just seemed so yeah. out of place. Yeah. Uh, he also is like a family man. Like he, he has a wife and kids and he loves them and all that. But uh, th- even that aspect, yeah. I don't believe from Malik to be a family. <laughs> it's funny. Guy. Like the dad of a group of, of like this wholesome family. So weird. Uh, so I've seen some articles online say that, um, maybe the reason why the pro- final product was not great is because Jed Leto is a method actor and like Denzel was not having it with all the weird stuff he's doing behind the scenes. <laughs> So like uh, I, I, I kind of mix it up for me. That's kind of funny. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean Jared Leto played a creepy, gross guy. So like, yeah, if he was like trying to do that on set all the time, I could see why it'd be upsetting. Yeah, remember the Suicide Squad stuff, leaving dead mouses and gift gifts for their his co stars. Yeah, see, I, w- I would hate that. You made it do that to Will Smith, right? Do that to Denzel. <laughs> yeah, Denzel's not having it. No, um, I feel like there's a good movie in there though like the story was intriguing at some points but definitely dragged in the middle and i will say it did not necessarily stick the landing that i wanted so yeah it is definitely like i can see why this movie is just straight to streaming not really worth opening a theater for uh-huh. <laughs> but like um yeah it was it was okay it was good just good it not was great. yeah it was just good um i'm not too sure if i'm happy that i watched it but i did watch it and i'm not that sad that i watched it if that makes any sense uh so i, I, I did reach the point where like if there's still an hour to this i'm gonna stop right now and just give up so i checked and it was only like 30 minutes left so that's why i stuck it out that's so funny okay all right <laughs> So, so two movies this this week. That's just all you got for side stories. That is all I got. Do you have anything you want to talk about? Honestly, don't have that much. A lot of work this week. Um, but one big purchase that I did make was an iPad Air. So I Ooh. literally got it yesterday in the mail. So I haven't gotten a whole lot of use out of it. First impressions, though. Uh, I really like it. So this is it's not really a media entertainment thing, but maybe this is the reader copy consumer corner. Uh, so far, I like it. Maybe I'll give you okay. an update next week. Um, All right. So just for reference to the audience, you don't use Apple products. Yes, that's right. I'm not an Apple guy. This is my first... It's not my first Apple thing, but it's not right now. It's not my ecosystem. Yeah, like you use an Android phone, you use a PC laptop. Yes, but now you're you're in the iPad world. You're it, it's gonna absorb you pretty soon. I think I think it's got its hooks in me. All right, I've been you know what I've, I've been an Amazon tablet guy up until now, so I've been you know cheaping out on that. So you can see the vast improvement in that. And you know, with those M1s out, and then yeah. the notice about possible even more improvements coming later in the year, I might be an Apple MacBook Pro user a couple months from now. Mm, welcome. <laughs> this is the initiation. 
your soul is mine. <laughs> so just a quick, uh, I don't know, first impressions of the iPad. Yeah. What do you think so far? Oh my God. It's like a, so refreshing and like everything looks better. Uh, everything's snappy. You have one, right? You have a MacBook Pro. I mean, uh, sorry, I- iPad Pro. I do have an iPad Pro. The older one, like the 2018 one. So there's a newer one after what I have. But like, yeah, I love mine. This feels so light because this is the Air. It's smaller a bit. Yeah. Um, yours is 12.9. Mine's 11 inches across. It feels so light. It feels like I'm not holding anything. It's like super thin too, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And it's doing so much that... Uh, I'm going to use it for so much for like research for work stuff and just like this podcast. I'm going to make notes on that and, you know, uh, entertainment too. It's a good purchase so far, but I'm going to maybe give an update next week. See, see what I say. Actually have a use out of it. Okay. By next week, you'll have an Apple Watch. You'll have the earpods. You'll have everything. I think actually using it just today and yesterday, I already ordered the pencil. So I'm waiting for that because <laughs> I, I was like, I want a pencil. I see people using that and it makes it so much leagues better. So I'm going to get it. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're you're totally invested now. There's no turning back. <laughs> yeah. Part of part of the uh, Apple cult. Yeah. So if you guys are a part of the Apple cult, you could subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Or if not, you could use Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or stream us on Spotify. Just search the Reader Copy Podcast. That's right. And uh, let us know uh, what you guys have been doing this week. What are your side stories on all our social media? You can find us at the Reader Copy Podcast. And we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Guys, we'll see you again on Monday with our recap episode for WandaVision Episode 5. And then following that Wednesday with another great comic book. This has been the Reader Copy Podcast. Daniel, could you please hit him with the outro? If you liked what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. All right. See you later, guys. Peace. Error.